I'm Chelsea. I'm Deetra. And we're giving you a million murders. Do, 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 do. Do, do. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. I have a busy weekend. Yes. We finally had Christmas yesterday with mom mm-hmm. in February. <laughs> um, and today we got the birthday party. Mm-hmm. And then dad's taking me and Courtney out to the Miller house in Owensboro. <gasps> for birthday. You're going to the Miller house? Never been there. <gasps> it's so good. Is it? Yeah. I looked at the menu on, uh, online and it's not, and it's not that pricey either. It's mm-hmm. not bad. It's like probably like eating at like Texas Roadhouse, but Texas Roadhouse really isn't like you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like expensive things at Texas Roadhouse is going to be about your Miller House yeah. price. Downstairs in the basement, they've got a cool like cellar exposed brick vibe, and it's got a bar down there. It's really neat. You know, we ain't gonna be sitting there. I know, I know. Y'all ain't gonna be downstairs, but upstairs is beautiful but too. Guess what I'm gonna get? What? I'm gonna get me a beer. You gonna get you a beer? Beer. Yeah, they have like a bourbon society Just cause, you know, it's good meeting there. Kidneys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, today is different. Yes. So, I'm not doing a murder today. Right. Eventually, I will get you a murder. Promise. I know. But... We, we may just have to change our name from a million murders to like a million murders and more. Uh, yeah. Which we talked about that in the beginning because yeah. we don't just do murders. We love paranormal too and sometimes just weird stuff like but i was doing um i stumbled across this article and it was like uh people share encounters that they've had with murderers and i was like or serial killers and i was like no yeah that sounds so cool so yes i've decided to do that yes and you all will get another one because I also was wanting to do a story about this and there's plenty, there's plenty to share. So, I mean, there will probably be, we probably won't name them like part one or part two, but you know, we could be like Chelsea's serial killer encounters and then Deidre's serial killer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it will be. So we're going to jump on in. Mm -hmm. So the first one is Richard the Night Stalker Ramirez. Yes. So when my mom was 16, she was sleeping and woke up to someone trying to open her bedroom window. Mm-hmm. She ran to my grandma's room and told her someone was trying to break it or break in. My grandma, being the crazy awesome lady she is, mm-hmm. grabs a bat, runs outside, and Ooh. confronts this guy and starts swinging. Yes. This the guy runs off. And they don't think too much of it. Mm -hmm. Well, sometime later, my grandma sees the guy on the news, and it's Richard Ramirez. Girl. My mom told this story over and over when I was growing up. She easily could have been one of of his victims. I'm so grateful she wasn't, especially since she was pregnant. (gasps) Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. Listen, there was one. Oh, what was it? Uh, God, I can't remember now, but I thought this was going to be the beginning of the end for him where he, cause like people, it's so crazy cause people in LA, I didn't know this. So everybody started figuring out who he was pretty much. And they were just like kind of after him. 
and he went into um like a latino community or hispanic community and they saw him somebody saw him and somebody was like el diablo el diablo they're like the devil the devil and they like were like get him and they people he was on a bus and i think some woman saw the news had the newspaper of his with his face on it and was like that's him and the whole neighborhood chased and beat him down and the cops he ran to the cops like he had to get help because he would have been like i mean it was like a mob Mm -hmm. it was like a lynching mob yes they were not they were beating the fire out of him i was like see because they got tired they were tired anyway so the next one is Adam Lanza or Lanza, which I don't care if I say it wrong. Or right, not. whatever. He's the Sandy Hook killer, <clears throat> shooter, mm-hmm. killer. So this is just a short. It's just someone um, said that I met Adam as a kid. He played Magic, the Gathering at a comic book shop, a teen center that I went to concerts at. Like they had concerts, I guess, for comic books. Mm-hmm. He was nice enough. But always wore a button-down shirt, carried a briefcase as a teenager, which that's odd. <laughs> Your run-of-the-mill bullied, possibly autistic kid. Which that's sad. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. That was just something short. It wasn't like, really like a mm. encounter. like Just someone who knew him, yeah. though. Yeah. So, the next one is Peter, the Yorkshire Ripper. Oh. Sutcliffe. Is that how you say it? Sutcliffe? S U T Z L I F F E. Yes, Cliff, I guess, yeah. And he ain't cute. Oof. Um, so, <laughs> not me, but my mom. She was walking home, and a man drove past and asked if she wanted a lift. My mom refused, of course, even though back then it wasn't, you know, too risky to accept lifts. Mm-hmm. He drove off, and my mom forgot about it. A while later, Peter Sutcliffe, the Yorkshire Ripper, was caught. This is a guy who killed 13 women, attacked a few more over a period of five years. My mom recognized him as the man who had offered her a lift. Could, could you imagine? Oh, my Lanta. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but, like, if you see what he looked like, I mean, you kind of refuse it, too, because creep vibes like yeah so this happened i can remember when this happened so like i don't did it say l-y-f-t or l-i-f-t for a lift l-i-f-t okay i was about to say because i thought it was a little bit later so like she was just walking home and he was like oh you need a lift yeah and she was like "Mm, no No. see that's that that's that hitchhiking stuff y'all need to stop doing that back in the day like it's not it wasn't oh whenever you said something about like it wasn't really dangerous to do a lift i was thinking like an my mind instantly went to like no, Uber. Like accepting a ride from a stranger. Okay, I was. I don't know why I straight went to Lyft. Lyft, but yeah, no, don't, no. So this next one is two different stories of encounters with Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true, but one of my old teachers claimed she taught Jeffrey Dahmer how to speak German. Claimed he was a nice kid and good student. Mm. I was like, well, yeah. I mean, she may have. Yeah. I mean, he was really smart. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, he probably was a great student. <laughs> I thought that was just, yeah, that was just the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the best I can on recollecting this event as I was in the military when this happened. 
Oh, shoot. This initially happened in the late 80s. Mm, he was in the military with Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, my God. First cousin of mine and his friend, S in parentheses, friends, mm-hmm. were in a park when they saw a guy, sorry for the language, masturbating oh. by a bridge. Being young teens, they started making fun of the guy, you know. Yeah. I believe he tried to get them to come join him, which, ooh. But eventually, he chased them and vowed if he caught them, he would kill them. <sighs> they went home, told my uncle, who's probably like 6'5", and was pretty buff. Mm. <laughs> Your uncle sounds nice. <laughs> he came back to the park and looked for the guy with them. Mm-hmm. He's about to tear him up. Yeah, he's about to get him. I don't recall exactly what happened after, but the cops were called. The guy was found and charged with enticing and child and sexual assault, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. As my aunt told me in 1991, she and my uncle started getting calls from reporters. Mm. They were asking about charges against the guy in the news, if his name was familiar, what occurred with their son. Mm-hmm. You see, my aunt, uncle, and their three kids lived in West... Philadelphia. Elise? Alice? A-L-L-I-S? Elise? It's in Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't know. At the time. Mm -hmm. That's where they lived. The guy my cousin and his friends ran into was none other than Jeffrey Dahmer. Cousin ended up on an episode of the Phil Donahue show. Is that how you say it? Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue show with Tracy Edwards. The guy who was intended to be a victim but escaped and ended up getting Dahmer caught. Mm-hmm. Now I'm curious. I need to call them to get a refresher of events since that was almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And to see if they still have the VHS tape. VHS, yeah. I thought I said S twice. I was like, wait. <laughs> VHS. VHS tape from that show if there is something or if there's something on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I remember my cousin talking about this on the Donahue show and being so nervous. I think he confused, mimicked, and mocking him. Dahmer? That makes no sense. Hmm. I remember my cousin talking about this on the Donahue show and being so nervous. I think he confused and he's got mimicked and mocking in quotation. Him and then Dahmer in parentheses. Anyway. I felt bad for my cousin. (laughs) Interesting enough, on July 26, 2011, Edwards was arrested and accused of throwing a man to his death off a Milwaukee bridge. The one who got away from Dahmer? Yeah. What? Pretty sure. The Edwards guy. Yeah, Taylor Edwards. Was that his name? I could make that up. Tracy. Tracy. (laughs) Close. Yeah, the guy who was intended to be a victim but escaped. He was arrested and accused of throwing a man to his death off of Milwaukee Bridge. What? What's going on with the bridges and the... I don't know. That's crazy. That's kind of like that guy. There's that one guy and he was a serial killer or a murderer. I don't remember which one. But I'm pretty sure he was a serial killer. And his brother had been abducted by a serial killer. And then he ended up being a serial killer. You know, it's funny. After every story, you have a story. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, we gotta get... This, this is... <laughs> Sarah used to talk about me doing this. She was like, I told her, I said, we'll have to make it a game where it's like, I have a story about that. And anytime you say a word, I have to come up with a story for it because I have a story about everything. 
And I can't help it. I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. Ooh. So, the next one, it says six to nine, so I'm assuming it's six, seven, eight, nine, like four stories. John Wayne Gacy. Hmm. So, I'm from the Chicago area, and my family grew up in the city. My dad's friend was offered a ride by John Wayne Gacy. He Mm. declined. Good. And my art teacher was in Boy Scouts with his last known victim. He even put up missing child signs and everything. Oh. Oh, and my aunt once lived down the street from Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. The Unabomber. Uh-uh. Come on. <laughs> Before he went to live in the woods. More, uh-uh. <laughs> more of the story, stay away from Illinois. I was like, I can't. <laughs> Just don't even go. I ain't even playing. <sighs> the next story on John Wayne Gacy. This didn't happen to me, but it actually happened to my father. During mm. the 70s, I believe when he was like in his late teens, early 20s, he was walking home from work late at night in the middle of winter in Chicago. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I know. A car pulled up alongside of him and with a very distinctive voice said, Hey, do you need a ride somewhere? My dad replied, No. <laughs> no. And kept walking. Mm-hmm. He walked a few more steps and the car pulled up next to him again and the man inside said, Are you sure you don't need a ride? It's really cold out. I don't, you know, mind dropping you off somewhere. <laughs> My dad replied once again, no, but thank you anyway. The car drove off, and my dad didn't think of it until a few months later when he was watching the news and heard that very distinctive voice once again. The man who offered him a ride was John Wayne Gacy, one of the most notorious, brutal serial killers of all time, killing and sexually assaulting around 33 young men in the 70s. When my dad heard on the news that they caught the killer and that it was indeed the man who offered him a ride one night, he couldn't believe it. He had literally looked in the face of death. Mm-hmm. Because he was about to get got, for sure. About got him. Yeah, that's... And his voice is really distinct. Yeah. Like, it's a very... Watch that documentary thingy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh... Oh. This next one. My mother... This is still John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. My mother and her ex-husband met John Wayne Gacy. Apparently, my mother's ex-husband before my father, that's weird, my mother's ex-husband, oh, okay, so she was married before. Mm-hmm. That's not weird. <laughs> I just credit How her. odd. <laughs> was a very shady character, mm. the ex-husband before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was on his way to becoming a junkie and was big time, a big-time dealer. Mm. But mom says that she isn't 100% that this story was concerning drugs. I disagree. <laughs> My mom's ex-hub is all around criminal and told mom that they were going to go collect on a debt. Mm. They got to his house and no crap, he was the ba- he has the basement blocked off and his concrete mix and construction stuff's everywhere. They go into his office where he sits behind his desk. The whole time mom says he is very like stereotypically trying to stall her ex. Mm-hmm. who was increasingly growing impatient with the situation. Then, John gets a phone call and without hesitation answers it and kind of starts blowing off my mom and her ex. I should add, mom's ex was super da- a super dangerous individual. Dang. Mm. Who was a bouncer, a, bon- a bona fide ass kicker, 
Mm-hmm. Bonafide ass Bonafide. Mm-hmm. Bonafide. Bonafide. So from the jump, mom's worried that he's just, you know, going to beat the crap out of this guy. Yeah. So Gacy's on the phone looking away. Mom's ex slowly walks up and dramatically takes the phone out of Gacy's hand, slams it on the receiver, and says something cool, but I can't remember, like along the lines of, give me the money now, you mf'er. Mm-hmm. Gacy saw- startled at first, but then gets his... <sighs> Gacy is startled at first, but then gets this really weird look on his face like he was trying to look crazy. Mm-hmm. Tilts his head back, or tilts his head down while looking at ex-husband. Then without saying anything, quickly grabs a checkbook from a drawer and writes a check. Mm-hmm. They leave without incident and in scene. She says after they left, they were talking about how the guy gave them the creeps. How they could tell he was dangerous even though he didn't even look look or act like it. Mm-hmm. That's all that one. Yeah. I ran out of breath. Mm-hmm. Ever since I got COVID, whew, I can't breathe sometimes. Little, little breather. That was weird. Like, <clears throat> if I was the wife, like one. She deep she, in it. She, she going on she the trips would, and everything. She was, a, she was a dangerous man anyway, but I mean, I'd be, ooh. Yeah, no. So, the last one on him, it says, not me. But my dad once told me he was working on a house in the late 70s when a neighbor came by. He asked him if he could come over to his house to give him a quick appraisal for some work. My dad got a weird feeling and told him that they didn't operate that way and he needed to call the office to, you know, schedule something. Mm-hmm. Not too long after that, the police caught John Wayne Casey. My dad swears it was the same dude. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-mm. Most likely. <laughs> David, son of Sam... Berkowitz. Berkowitz. <laughs> this is like a little short sentence, but it says, never met one. <laughs> but my great aunt was the original owner of the dog that David... Uh, Berkowitz accused. Berkowitz said, talk to him. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. So she was neighbors with him then, pretty much. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was his neighbor's dog. And the neighbor's dog was... Oh, was okay, his yeah. name Sam? I think the neighbor's dog's name was Sam. Probably. It's, well, son of Sam. Yeah. I think that, but like, I think that is where they, he got it from yeah. was the neighbor's dog because he said that the dog was the devil in disguise and was talking to him. It was a mess and he was reckless. Well, he looks reckless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he does. <laughs> if you don't know what he looks like, look him up because he looks straight up. Straight up, tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. I probably was not. just a hit and run? run? We were all the right. Nope. My harmony was probably trash. Sorry. (laughs) So the next one is three on James the Joker Holmes. And he looks insane. James the Joker Holmes. Oh, uh -uh. turn it away. (laughs) Oh, God. Something about. Mm-mm. Like you can just tell evil, mm. evil lurking. He looks familiar, but his name doesn't sound familiar to me yet. And yeah, he's creepy. I don't like it. His eyes, yeah, his eyes just took my soul out of my body, <laughs> and I had to grab it before it was gone. Mm. I'm not even playing. I like had my head turned. I was like, turn it back around. Not technically a serial killer, but a mass murderer. James Holmes did a presentation at my middle school. To teach us about the brain and nervous system. He seemed really smart and he joked around really well with all of us. 
He was the guy that let us hold a, pre- a preserved brain. Wonder where he got that. Oh, if that makes sense, LOL. Yeah, would have never known there was anything wrong with him, but I only interacted with him briefly. So what did he do? I don't know. James Holmes? Yeah, he was a mass murderer. I worked at University of Colorado at the same time as James Holmes, Aurora Theater shooting. Oh. Had a couple friends that worked closely with him and met him once in passing. I remember thinking when I met him that there was something definitely definitely weird about him. That's why they call him the Joker, because it was the Batman movie. God, I yeah. forgot about that. It's, it's like coming back now. Like it makes sense now. Yeah, like I'm glad I don't remember his name for that, yeah. because that was horrifying, but yeah. However, when I found out I was still flabber... However, <laughs> when I found out, I was still flabbergasted and terrified. We'd all like to think, you know, we'd be able to tell just by meeting someone that they're a monster. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, you can't. Seemingly... Normal people are capable of atrocious things. Atrocious. Atrocious things. <laughs> atrocious. I had a lisp with it, so listen. We're doing what we can out here. <laughs> I've been like, listen. <laughs> Play, okay, the last story on him. Played on the same sports team as James Holmes, the Batman movie theater shooter known as the Joker. My mom would sometimes give kids rides home from practice that lived nearby he was consistently the only one that would thank her for the ride home he was a nice quiet smart guy sometimes people just snap i was like sometimes people just snap yeah i mean they just evil all the the whole time like well whole million and um well and the thing is it's like some of these people Like, when you do something like that, there's something seriously wrong mentally. Yeah. And if you, that's why, let me get on my soapbox real quick. (laughs) That's why mental health is so important because you could literally have a psychotic break. Like, it could happen to anyone, but some people are just going to be more prone to that because they have mental illness. And, like, it doesn't always start showing up until... You're in your 20s. So, like, this kid, like, this guy who did this, it was horrible and terrible. And, you know, it's like, but, like, looking into his eyes, like, you can just tell, like, that there's something that's not right. Like, something's going on because, like, at one point in time, he was nice. And he was, you know, like, seemingly not showing like psychopathic or sociopathic tendencies seemingly and so like you've just got like you need a good support system you need to keep your mental health in check you know if you ever feel like you can just snap then try to find therapy as soon as possible because you just never know like once your brain does that you can't even you're not even in control anymore so it's scary it's scary. So if you see anyone going through something like that, you know, we need to help. <laughs> if they're your friends, we need to help them because that's scary. And like, you don't know where it's going to lead because as you can see. Mm. Okay. So the next one is Charles Manson. <clears throat> Ooh. And this one has th- two. Okay. two different stories. Mm-hmm. 
My dad met Charles Manson in Yosemite. Yosemite? Yeah, sure. He, <laughs> he says that's where a lot of runaways in the 60s went. So he was probably out, you know, out there trying to find vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. Was walking around with a guitar, offered to sell my dad and his buddy weed. He's just a <laughs> musician, drug dealer. Also told them that he sold his soul to the devil. Mm. And that any man he pointed to right then and there could be dead in a second. If my dad and his friend wanted them to be. Oh, so he's like, I'll kill anybody you want me to. Why are you being so odd, sir? They were a little freaked out and were quick to get out of Yamasite. Yosemite. Yosemite. It's like where it's like where Yogi Bear lives. Yeah, well, it's not spelled Yosemite correctly Park. for Yosemite. Anyway, <laughs> how would you like it to be spelled? Mati, Simati? No, <laughs> it's, it is like Y O S E M I T E, right? It is. Okay, I was like, let me make sure that we're actually talking about Yosemite, and it's not some other park that I'm thinking of or something. They were a little freaked out and were quick to get out of Yosemite entirely. My dad says that they drove for a while and saw Charles at a stop sign, and it made no sense that he could have gotten there that fast. Oh, no. Now we're talking about some paranormal stuff with them? But I'm not entirely convinced that my dad wasn't just super ba- super baked. Ha ha. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. How did he get all the way up here? <laughs> my father-in-law was involved in the music scene in the late 60s and went to a party where he met Charles Manson. He said he was leaving with a friend to go get cigarettes when Charles came up and started talking to him. My father-in-law was wearing a cross around his neck, and he said Charles reached out and grabbed it and kind of twirled it around his fingers and asked him if he knew who Jesus Christ was. First of all, needless to say, they didn't go back after getting their cigarettes and said when he heard about the murders, he wasn't too surprised. <laughs> he was like, no, nah, because that's like one thing. my necklace asked me if I knew Jesus Christ. Like, Mm-mm. get out of here, obvious. Yeah, he was, he low-key was like, almost collaborated with like the Beach Boys, I think. Like, he yeah, was. Yeah, he get- was. Uh-huh. Yeah. I listened to, I think it was, um, it was, uh. Morbid? Morbid. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah, episode. that's right, because they did the whole, uh-huh. yeah. It was good. They yeah, good. they did. This next dude, Ed Jean. Gene. Get <coughs> Ed, which I mean, that's pronounced how it's spelled, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ed Gene. <laughs> My grandpa's aunt brought meat from Ed Gene and served it to the oh. family on more than one occasion. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Was probably normal meat. But super creepy still. Yeah. Apparently, he was just a loner guy in town, but not threatening or anything. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Never take meat from a man. or <laughs> Just don't take meat from a stranger. Yeah, yeah. Or the neighbor, your friendly or neighborhood, the, anything. Yeah, just, just don't, don't. Just get your own meat. Yeah. Do not take... Oh. So, the next guy. Timothy, the Oklahoma City bomber. Mm-hmm. McVeigh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, girl. Okay. Hey. I mean, it's spelled like, you know. It's, it's spelled how it's so. supposed to be. <laughs> it's spelled how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Tim McVeigh, his mom, maybe dad, lived across the street from us when I was a kid. He would have been high school age. Mm. I played with him once or twice. My parents told me not to. Ooh. They didn't like him. 
His sister babysat me and my sister once or twice. On the day that his name came out in connection with the Oklahoma City bombing, my parents both let out a, oh, shit. <laughs> Odd part is, there were, there were way worse and more violent and destructive kids in that neighborhood, too. What? Like, like he was he, like, oh, he, Tim, Tim's the one. He would be the, the last one, I guess, out of... Yeah, like he wasn't as bad as others. Mm. That's mm, that's he just, he just scary. Looks bad. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Ooh, Eileen. Eileen Warnos. Eileen Warnos. Yes, that ain't spelled right. <laughs> I, just kidding. Eileen Warnos, an executed serial killer in Florida, killed a bunch of men. Mm-hmm. She and her girlfriend used to come into this dive bar liquor store I was assistant manager of. I had to kick her out of the bar <laughs> one night because she was throwing glass ashtrays at the barmaid, accusing uh, her of trying to hook up with her girlfriend. She was also causing problems, but that was the last time I saw her, thankfully. Found mm. out about her on the news when she was caught. Blew my mind, but I could definitely see how she was capable of doing that, knowing... or capable of doing that having known her as a bad customer for about five months <laughs> I was like, oh, well, yeah. yeah she's the one that they did that movie monster about oh. with christina ritchie and charlie's mm-hmm. throne yeah that's her so i'm not gonna do this next one because you mentioned ted bundy earlier and oh like, no go ahead because well, i mean there's not, i mean there's nine of them i just don't if if it sounds familiar just stop me and i'll take it out it, you're fine there's it, it may not be one of those. Okay. So we'll see. If it is, I'm going to be excited about it anyway. You're good. I hate Ted Bundy. Um, <laughs> he would have, okay. He would have got me. Yeah, I'm just going to say he would have gotten me. And I know that, like, he has become, like, fantasized as, like, the hot serial killer. He is an attractive man to me. So, like, I don't want to glorify him because he's right. no, horrible. Like, that's not... But just know that, yes, if he came up to me with the cast on and needed help i mean i would have helped him i would have i would have i'd be like oh he's handsome One, because we were raised right with manners right and we have hearts and we care about people he was just using people to kill them but you know right like i would have done got hit with that crowbar and but i'm not i'm not his type though i'm not his type chelsea you would have been there. I, I don't know i'm big D- plump i don't think you like plump. <laughs> you like dark hair but i hate you Anyway. Oh, God. So, there's nine of these. And this will be the last, um, which I've got more, but they're really, like, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Not this mugshot. He was arrested on my birthday, <laughs> February 13, 1980, which I wasn't born until 26 years later. Yes. See, like, right there? No. Not or attractive. 16 years later, I mean. Would you, shut up. <laughs> so... My next-door neighbor's friend worked at Ski Resort. There was a regular guy. He was always friendly and polite, and he would make small talk with her. He was a good-looking guy, too. He made an impression. Some years later, she saw him on the news. Turned out he was Ted Bundy, that he had abducted one of his victims in the car park of their resort. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I had a teacher at my college who was hitchhiking and got picked up by THE Ted Bundy. She only found out about who he was after the fact when she saw his face in the newspaper later. I can't even imagine how she must have felt after finding that out. Which it doesn't say, like, 
the story about like how she got away or if he even tried anything with her but yeah like it may have just been the one time like he may have (laughs) not been able to murder her at the time so she got away i feel like i've heard that like oh there someone there was there was a girl and she ended up testifying against him and he tried to kill her and he had handcuffed her to the steering wheel no like there i feel like i had there was a story of someone that got a ride from him but he never like oh that he never my mom was asked out on a date by Ted Bundy. Ooh. She got his description. Blonde hair, blue eyes. She was... Stu- See, I wouldn't be his type. I got blue... Well, I mean, whatever. She was studying law school at the time. Fortunately enough for me, she was dating her current ex-husband at the time. <laughs> like, it didn't work out, but it worked out better than it would have with, with Ted. My mom gave Ted Bundy a ride. She was young and blonde, very pretty. Mm-hmm. She said he was handsome and polite, but she got an extremely odd vibe from him. He asked her some questions about her job, life, kids, and then asked to be let off a couple blocks away. She said she recognized him on the news a couple years later. Mm. <gasps> Getting a feeler. Like, are you going to be somebody who yeah. people are going to realize is missing? But a lot of his victims were. Yeah. It wasn't like he picked loners, like... Or, like... Like, sex workers. Um, like, he literally just... Or, like, homeless people. Yeah. Which, there are some homeless people, though, that, like... Yeah, that people would, would look... know, like, where's Tim? Like, I hadn't seen Tim in a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I live in Salt Lake, Utah. During the early 70s, around 71, my mother moved here with some friends. About three months after... Moving here, she found my father, who was truly smitten. Hmm. But a few weeks later, she met a very charming man who asked her out on a date. She politely declined, saying she was already seeing someone. The man was Ted Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) Ted Bundy. (laughs) Oh, Lord. A family friend was a 20-something and living in Seattle in the mid-1970s. Uh-uh, not teens. (laughs) She and a friend were walking home from a bar one night, and her friend had to run back to grab his wallet. I've heard this one. So she was waiting for him on the sidewalk. She says a man in an old white VW Beetle pulled up, tried to get her to come in so he could give her a ride home. It was dark, and she didn't get a good look at him, but she told me that she had a bad gut feeling about it and refused. Her friend walked up and gave the guy in the car, or... Her friend walked up, and the guy in the car immediately drove away, or sped away. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that encounter stuck out in her mind, and years later, she found out Ted Bundy. Obviously, she can't prove it, but the, uh, she strongly suspects that she would have been one of his earlier victims had she gotten in that car. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. <clears throat> Hold my breath. <laughs> A bit late, and also not my personal experience. But my friend's mom, what? A bit late and also not my personal experience, but my friend's mom. It's because whatever you took this from, they, they're they posting on it and they're like, I'm a bit late. Like, like oh, they posted okay. later and they're like, I'm late to the party, but not my story, but my friend's oh, mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. My friend's mom <laughs> was living in the Portland area of Oregon at the time and was in a rough patch during her life. 
She was hitchhiking, and she said that a man pulled over and asked if she needed a ride. She hops in, in his car, and during the trip, he started asking very weird questions and just behaving odd. Mm-hmm. After a while, she started to feel very uncomfortable and then asked if he could pull over and let her off. He then went ballistic, tried locking the door, but my friend's mom escaped and ran like hell. He didn't chase her, but instead drove off. But instead drove off. A few years later, she saw his name and picture on the news. Turns out that she had narrowly escaped being killed by Ted Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) So this is third hand, but an old boss went to the University of Utah and was in a sorority. One day, she was waiting for her date in front of her sorority house with a girlfriend who was also waiting for her date. Her girlfriend's date pulls up, but her girlfriend forgets something and runs back into the house. My former boss chatted to the man for a few minutes. She noted that he was polite and handsome. Mm-hmm. Her girlfriend comes out, and they leave in his VW Beetle. My former boss gets picked up by her date a short while later, Oh my God! and she thinks nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the next day, she sees her girlfriend and asks how the date was. The girlfriend says that they started driving in her date's VW Beetle, and all of a sudden, she got a splitting headache. She thought it was really strange, but she felt nauseous. She apologized and asked him to take her home. He was a little upset, but he dropped her back off. They didn't go out again. Years pass, and my former boss is watching the news one night and sees a familiar man on the screen. It was Ted Bundy. <laughs> it was Ted Bundy. <laughs> Lord. I thought that this was going to be the one where the two women lived side by side and he killed the one woman oh, and the yeah, other woman heard. I thought that was who this was going to be about. Mm-hmm. But then when you said she saw the neighbor the next day, I said, well, this wasn't her because she's alive. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-mm. Back in 1976, my mom worked for the city of Pensacola, Florida during the graveyard shift. She worked with a computer that did the utility billing finances One computer, which handled the utilities, was in the main city hall building, but the finance computer was in the finances office, which was in a separate building across the parking lot. She would have to cross the parking lot frequently to go from one computer to another, as networking, as we know it now, was just a pipe dream in those days. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody parked in the rear parking lot at night. She parked in, in the front lot. One particular night, there was a VW Beetle parked in the lot that she didn't recognize. She saw the driver of the car sitting behind the wheel. He appeared to be asleep. Oh, no. So she thought nothing of it, which he probably wasn't asleep. He's probably just acting. So she'd come over there and be like, you all right? Mm -hmm. And he'd bop, (laughs) bop her. So she thought nothing of it and headed to the finance building. She came out of the building an hour later and he was still there. However, he noticed her as she was coming out of the finance building. He got out of the car and walked towards her. Mm. She noticed he had a cast on his hand, or his arm. Oh, yeah. Like he'd been injured. He was also limping. He called out to her and asked, Can you come help me with something for a minute? She had that feeling of dread. Her defenses went up. She said she had to clock back in, but could would come back out. Line. That's right. <laughs> you do that. Yes, yes. She quickly went up to the stairs. <clears throat> she quickly went up the stairs to City Hall unlocked the door, got inside just as he had approached the bottom of the stairs. She locked the door back. Yes. When she looked out the window in the door back at him, something seemed off about him. He had his sinister glare. He had this sinister glare on his face. 
He seemed to catch himself and reset his facial muscles into a more relaxed state and give a big, friendly smile. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. He just waved at her and said, take your time, I'll wait. I bet you will. She got a phone. She got to a phone, called the sheriff's office, and reported a suspicious person outside of the city hall building in the back parking lot. She asked if they could escort her to the other building and make him leave. They obliged with, within a few minutes, a deputy arrived to the front door. They went out to the back, and when the guy saw my mom coming out with the sheriff's deputy, he hauled ass out of there. Mm-hmm. The next day, the same VW was pulled over at a nearby popular restaurant known for their pancakes, local place, not IHOP. <laughs> That's what I was for running, I'm like, ah! What's it about? For running to a... For running to stop sign. For running a, oh, for running a stop sign. I don't know where two mm. come from. <laughs> and that's how my mom, one of only two women who got away from Ted Bundy. Which I'm sure there was more. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, there was probably three or four that I just read. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, there's a lot. But yeah. That's the end of it, guys. All right. Well, that was pretty good. Yeah. I love I love the serial killer encounters and I just haven't done mine yet. So whenever you said you were doing it, I was like, Oh yet. And I think I wanna do one more. One more what? This is not that long. One more. Leonard Lake. Oh, okay. It says this was the early eighties. I was about thirteen and just getting into Dungeons and Dragons and other interests that would stunt my social life for years to come. A renaissance (laughs) bear rode into town and built a real unicorn as one of its attractions. I was disappointed to find the unicorn was a poor goat with a cow horn (laughs) grafted to its forehead. What on earth? The goat's owners were a trio of hippies, two women and a balding white guy with a beard. I remember getting a sinister vibe off of the guy. Decades later, I'm reading an article about Charles N.G. and Leonard Lake, partners in serial killing. Turns out, Lake used to run Goat Unicorn Hustle at Renaissance fairs. Guess a guy who tortured and killed up to 25 people had no problem mutilating a goat. Oh. Oh, they put the... Oh. It was like graft didn't stick in my head. I was thinking they just like put a cow horn on the... Yeah. Like around the head. They said it. That's what you think. But... No, that's horrible. Yep. Also, ooh, that's creepy. Yes. <clears throat> so that is the end. <laughs> that is the end. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope the you ending. liked it. Um, you can email us at a million murders if you have any questions, comments, concerns, stories, personal things happen you can always email us let us know we can read them you know that kind of stuff yes and you can go to our instagram at a million murders and look at the pictures of the people places things from each of the stories and follow us so then that you know every wednesday you get to see the new pictures and you can also follow us at our Facebook group, A Million Murders, and, you know, start some convos on there. If we need to tell you all anything, we'll put it there. Anything specific, specials, if we're taking a break or whatever, that'll be there. So it's pretty blank right now because we've just been recording all the time, so we don't, yeah. <laughs> we don't have anything to tell you yet, but when we do, 
We will there. I don't know why my okay. My thing's so small. I was like da da da. It was like a line. I was like, oh. mm-hmm. it's because you're very. It's all in the back. Hmm. Wasn't like that earlier. Mm. Now you... it's just small. <laughs> oh well, whatever. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. And we hope you come back for a, a million, million more. more. Bye. 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 Bye.